0: This is exactly right.
1: Welcome <laughs> to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Kara Colgara. I'm a little out of breath, and uh, I just want to let you guys know it's happy to. Have, I'm happy to see you, and it's nice to have friends, isn't I'm, it? I'm having a falling down type day. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, it everything planes, trains, and automobiles, just the mishaps my uh seatbelt please yes of course Uh, if if not for the chiming alone (laughs) and then safety um uh yeah my my car didn't work and uh I charged the battery and that and then it died while I was driving so I abandoned it Mm -hmm. and uh Went with an almost dead phone to my audition and uh, I was with a difficult child actor that insisted on improving about Smucker's Jam. No. And he didn't have the talent. He just had <laughs> the, confidence. The gumption. And it, he took a half hour of my life that I'll never, I guess, uh, was stolen by a child. And then, uh, and then uh, I was, Put in a, the car of a Lyft driver who was a total lunatic. But oh, it's all over now.
0: It is. And simultaneous to that, <sighs> Stephen met me at my house, uh, was waiting on the doorstep because my family is at my house. Uh, we went to the grocery store to get groceries for tonight's dinner with my cousin. And then I said, guys, I have to leave and go podcast for about probably what will end up being four hours. And, <laughs> and then we got on the freeway. Flew for so... I was like, this is golden. We're going to get there. This is The timing is perfect. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the traffic stopped, and it rolled for so long. Then we made the call. We're getting Tig. She's waiting. (laughs) She's been waiting for 30 minutes, probably,
2: already.
1: I thought I was going to break the news that she was unfortunately unavailable. I was waiting to reveal it once I got in the car. Oh. Tig is sitting behind me, if I'm not mistaken. No,
0: it's true. Our guest today... Is comedian, producer, director, uh, automaton. What's the word? A
2: tour,
1: a tour, a tour. ladies Tignataro. and gentlemen.
2: I we, do need a ride.
1: I, I wish there was a need. <laughs> really did need a answer. ride.
2: Yeah, I did need a ride. <laughs> kind of at this point.
1: I'm so and Doesn't we're matter. and we're taking you to the Ace Theater or to your home.
2: Well, I need to go home. Yes. Um, I have little babies waiting to see me mm-hmm. and to say goodnight. And then I was hoping to shower that maybe I can look at myself and make myself believe that I look clean, head out to the Ace Theater downtown, drop off some jokes, head back <laughs> home.
1: You're just uh, giving them an envelope with handwritten jokes? Yes, that's yes. What I always do. Perfect, yeah. perfect. And then just have a dictator uh-huh. dictate it. An actual dictator.
0: (laughs) An actual one. (laughs) Maybe Gaddafi?
1: Yeah, he's my favorite. When it comes to reading out my thoughts, Gaddafi really knows how to do it. One of the
2: best dictators around. He's the... He's the
1: go-to dictator. (laughs) He really is the best. Last time we podcasted, I was so excited about the episode, and it sounded like uh, Bumblebee's... On top of some sort of an electrical power box, yeah. <laughs> with moments of what sounded was like it human. Was it my
2: episode? It was your episode. It was your
1: episode, and it went. I remember how well it went. It was beautiful. We all said poignant things, or you two did, and <laughs> tears were shed, points were made. And they were brought back to a, a wonderful, funny moment, and I can't—I can't believe we get the chance to do it again today.
2: We're going to recap. And we're going to muffle this one too. Oh yeah. god,
1: and the sound quality.
2: And uh, when should we let the bumblebees out? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so that was you.
0: I yeah. knew it was you. Yeah. <laughs> Just bumblebeeing around back there.
1: I, uh, I, I. Once again, I wish there was a word for thank you and. Sorry, and I'm happy to see you, but I'm just going to say all those things individually. Thank you for picking me up, and Tig, thank you for being on.
2: Hey, thanks for um, picking me up.
1: And where were you? You were in North Carolina? I was not.
2: <laughs> uh, why do you think I was in North Carolina? I don't know. I That's in my head. New York City.
1: Oh, you said...
2: NYC? At
1: NYC and I took out the Y and right. just made it North Carolina. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was in NYC. I did uh Colbert last night. How'd it go? It, it was fun. And then I went to um, days before that, I was in Ma- somewhere in Massachusetts and I was doing <laughs> live from here. It used to be um, Prairie Home Companion. Oh,
1: yeah. okay. Yeah. So... Uh, and at no point were you in North Carolina?
2: I mean, I have been in my life, (laughs) just not on this particular trip. I hear it's nice, that state. It's beautiful. I love it. The apps. The apps. But yeah, I was out there, um, I have a a silly online talk show, and I was on, I was in New York promoting.
1: Have you shot any of these episodes yet?
2: Yep, and they're uh, trickling out.
1: They're in the can? What's it called? No, they're out.
2: Oh, they're out. They're It's out. called Under a Rock with Tig
1: Notaro. <laughs> because Tig doesn't know anything about the guests. Or they, did they pick? Explain.
2: <laughs> uh, Please explain. <laughs> well, I don't follow pop culture.
1: I it, know this about you. Yeah.
2: it's People really don't believe the extent that I'm talking about. <laughs> and they think I'm... Trying to be one of those people that's like, yeah, I don't watch... You know, I don't even yeah. own a TV. Yeah. Yeah. I own a TV. It's just dusty. Um, <laughs> and um, there's a very famous quote that my wife repeats when she had me turn the TV on to watch something. She said, now get the small one and press the whatever button and then the the medium one and then press this button and then the other remote and pressed that button. And I said, I truly said, three remotes for one show? <laughs> I think in that exact inflection. And so anytime the TV is turned on, Stephanie repeats, three remotes for one show?
1: Can you do it a little more, Don Nazi? <laughs>
2: I, I naturally go into Don Knotts. I, I know surprise you do. people. See, Chris knows me well because we almost lived together for a decade. We were almost <laughs>
1: recognized by the state, if I'm oh. not...
2: Everyone recognized it but us. <laughs> Everyone most of most... us. You guys are in denial. Yeah.
1: Everyone that at least worked for the city recognized us all the time. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, so Chris and I lived together for almost a decade, and he can sit here and tell you... I really, I follow music, I love documentaries, but I just really don't follow much else. And obviously, I know who some famous people are. Of course. Of course. You got my Pitbull reference when I, we were making text I actually tips. like Pitbull. Great. I'm a music person. But <laughs> right. anyway. Um, I, um, there are just famous people I happen to know. There are people I've worked with. There's people I've socialized with. So it's not that I don't know who any famous people are, but there's a surprising amount.
1: <laughs> well, that- if it gets into, like I did trivia when I was back home in Montana and there was a music round and I thought, oh, I'm going to know all of this, except it was current music and I don't know any pop music references or anyone's name.
2: Yeah, I'm probably not great at today's pop. Yeah. Um, I found out who Ariana Grande was about six months ago. I was just going to met she's
1: top one through ten songs are always Ariana, Ariana Grande. Uh,
2: if you played her for me, I know I wouldn't know
1: who she was. Did you get the chance to interview her?
2: No, but they tried <laughs> to track her down. And what they do on my show is they put together what they call face sheets Mm -hmm. and they just show me hundreds of famous faces (laughs) and then they'll throw in like a few random people that aren't famous and then i just go through and i say yes no yes no yes no and then anyone i don't recognize then they reach out to their reps and then there's a list of reps that say don't ever contact us again (laughs) how dare you Because they get a call of tig doesn't know who your client is Um, (laughs) and it's going to be so
1: fun hear us out (laughs) and
2: so yeah the talk show is essentially me face to face with somebody and i interview them and try and figure out who they are beautiful and then um so if people come on the show they clearly have a sense of humor about it Yes, right. i was just gonna say and so everybody's been really really nice and fun and um it's and i'm making it sound like it's an everyday talk show it's uh it's six episodes right now and
1: um it's and the funnier die people is it
2: it's funny or die and then the the money comes from alexa So Alexa is on the show, and I have to mention her or talk to her once or twice in an episode. Is
1: Alexa your sidekick, kind of?
2: Kind of, but not really. I mean, nobody really... You wouldn't go. Oh, it's that show with Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good Like every now and then I might say oh, let's get a timer Alexa Can you count to ten for me and then that kind of thing? It's a light integration. Yeah It's a very light integration Nice. and then um, and who have you had so far that you didn't know? Um, Can you reveal? Well, yeah, we've released three episodes so far. Okay. One of them I did figure out and it's because he was a musician but the first one was James Vanderbeek. Sure. Oh. Do you know who he is? Yes. From
1: Friday Night. From th- Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. And I think <laughs> From Friday Night. Friday Night Creeks. Friday Night Lights <laughs> Creek. There's some football thing he was in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then Varsity also, Blues. he's Blues. in the new effect um, show Pose.
0: Oh, is he in that? Yeah. I just started watching I, the first episode. Okay. Really
2: good. Um, Oh, what's fun is at the end of every episode, that's when I reveal who it is and I give all their credit. So it kind of, after I destroy their, their egos. You're like, oh, you're in that? Well, truly. I I go, my guest today is a three-time Emmy Award winner, uh, two-time Oscar nominee. No, but you know, it's that kind of thing where I'm laughing at myself going, I am that's the best. Uh, it's it's fun. It's
1: such a perfect show for you because I can see you calmly working through that. And
2: well, they give me clues, yeah, um, which is fun. <laughs> and um, yeah. Anyway, so I was in New York promoting that, and uh, and Just, as someone who's worked on talk shows, mm-hmm. that- oh, that's right. You have quite a history of talk shows. And
0: you know, I don't want to brag about how much I've worked on talk shows, but. That, the way you find out if someone's a bad talk show guest is at the end they produce it through. And when you find out how seriously someone takes themselves Uh and how much they won't do and won't play and won't, and think that their image is who they are. Yeah. So usually that bad news comes at the end, but you get it. You don't have to deal with those people because they would never be subjected to that, you know, idea of not being known. It's like the best sense of humor people you're getting that's what makes a good talk
2: show yeah do well, you,
1: it, did it make people act more human knowing that they were going into this kind of joke scenario?
2: I think so. I think they were um, there were definitely a few moments where people said, gosh every actor should come on this show <laughs> um, and uh, and and also that it creates real conversations because I really am off guard. I don't know who. I'm talking to I, and you're not like blowing smoke or doing
0: any of the usual stuff that like, no, yeah, you, cause you can't,
2: I can't, I mean, I'm truly looking at this person cause they could be a sports figure. They could be a, uh, newscaster. They could be, <laughs> I, 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 a politician. I don't know. It could be anybody. That's so good. It could be a musician. And one of them was Wyclef and wow. I figured out that it was Wyclef. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. Was that now at that moment on the show? It, does that feel like a victory
2: for both of you? Did he like that you finally figured him out? I'm sure he liked it. I yeah. was kind of on to him pretty quickly because he said he was from Haiti, and mm. then he kind of sang a line, and I was, I said, "Oh, I'm on to you. I, I know who you are."
1: I'll <laughs> be gone till November.
2: <laughs> but um, so that was fun, and that's what we talked about with the show. The Just having that openness of, it'll be fun if I don't know them or if I figure it out. If if they start to look familiar to me and I'm like, oh, because a lot of times when I would look at a face sheet and I would say, I don't know this person, the producers would be like, hold on a minute, look at this again and I'd say, okay. And then they'd pull up other pictures and different angles and I'd say, I don't know who that person
1: is. But what about in this lighting? (laughs) Is it a lighting issue? But what
2: about if you look at them through my eyes? Have you
1: tried squinting? (laughs) (laughs) Use my glasses.
2: But, um, yeah, so it's it's a fun moment, I think. It only happened once. It was just with Wycliffe.
1: I love it. Who's the third person? Such a great idea.
2: Um, Her name is um, Julie Bowen. She's the mom. Yes, a modern family. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) She's
0: on the one of the biggest television well, shows. Well, that was the thing is when I was reading
2: her, her thing, it was like they're going into their thirteenth and final season. <laughs> 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 and she has won three Emmys, and I was, I thought, one of the the clues, the, the guest gives me clues about themselves, and then I give them props or something for them to do, and one of the things I gave her was a, a dry erase board, and I said draw yourself at work Mm. and so she drew herself sitting on a couch and so that made me think she was a talk show host (laughs) right (laughs) of course so I was like (laughs) I was on that trail and this is the best idea (laughs) (laughs) this is the best idea of a show I'm sorry it's so good and then this is what I think it's the clip that they used to promote this episode, but there's a moment where, and I truly, it seems like a joke, especially knowing who she is. But I thought I was so on this trail that I said, wait, cause she said, I'm, she said something about being a mom. She's famous for being a mom at first I said, oh, I think you're an actor. And then when she drew herself on the couch, I was like, wait a minute, are you a talk show host? Are you just
1: a stay-at-home mom? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> why, why do I have to talk to yeah. you? I'm a couch potato <laughs> mom. <laughs> But then I was convinced she had her own podcast. Mm. That's what it was. I said, do you wait, do you have a podcast? And then that's a clip that's used to promote the episode. And it looks like, I'm sure it looks like I'm full of it. Oh, it's, that's
1: so funny. I will
2: just say this. And
0: I know that you know this about that show, but I once T modern family because my sister and my niece watch it constantly. So when I go home to visit my family, I start watching it. And then it's like this weird habit where then, then I kind of need it. Like, it's like, Oh, at seven o'clock I need to get this because they have such good jokes. I yeah. mean, it's a very, very, very well-written show. So oh, it's cool. really satisfying uh-huh. and there's such good actors on it. But one so when I came home from a, a trip at home, I DVR'd it so that I could watch it and it filled up my DVR. That's how many times a day that show is on. Really? Yes. It's like, it's almost like if you tape the simpsons where yeah. you just keep on yeah. getting it yeah, endlessly yeah. It's, it's it's been on that much and it's in reruns that much so that she's, she's like, got some cash yeah, she's she's not broke she's not worried about anything she doesn't have a struggling mom podcast and not <laughs> not at all <laughs> she's not trying to make ends meet
1: i love your I two love children you. i love you <laughs> and i love your two children and anytime i've been there they just inherently know it's time to wrestle Uh, are they always wrestling is it
2: well um usually right around bedtime i mean there's there's several wrestling matches that happen throughout the day but (laughs) about an hour before night night it really starts to kick
1: (laughs) in always by the china
2: yeah (laughs) truly
1: i love it and they they like will pin each other's heads on the ground, and it sounds painful. It's the bonking noise of a head hitting a wooden floor, <laughs> oh. and they just start giggling. They love it. Oh,
2: my and son! Th- Finn, they're twins. Yeah, they're oh. fraternal twins, and my son Finn. Um, the the rougher it gets the harder he laughs, <laughs> and he's the tinier one. Oh. I love it.
1: That's what I. That's what I've experienced. It's so fun to watch. I could watch it all day.
2: I know. Chris really does enjoy it. When they were just little blobby infants, they came over, Chris came over and they all three had a wrestling match on the (laughs) floor. It was
1: really cute. As Uh,
2: infants. Yeah. They were just
1: trying to figure out how to get my clothes off. (laughs) This is a button. What is under here?
2: (laughs) Let's get this off.
1: And uh, maybe it's it's a weird thing to mention, but I loved every minute of it. It was so cute.
2: They're still not great uh, at clothes. I mean, both legs will go in one pant hole.
1: They wake every mer- every morning like you and I, and put both legs in one pant hole like the next guy. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> F- Stephanie sent me a picture of uh, Finn. He put on two different shoes and he came in and said, "Look at my funny shoes," and laughed so hard. <laughs> We're afraid that we might have been have raised terrible senses of humor.
1: (laughs) And are you done shooting Star Trek or is it still going?
2: Um, I finished season two and then that aired and then I go back and start filming season three um, end of July.
1: And where do you shoot it?
2: Toronto. Oh wow. That's great. I was lured back season three and was told that a chunk of the new season was going to be in... Iceland, oh wow! And I was like, oh yes, so excited. And um, I haven't heard about Iceland ever again. <laughs> Do you think they lied to your face?
1: <laughs> and I've said this before, but Iceland my
0: <laughs> is green, and
1: Greenland is, is icy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's. I've said it before. I, there's only a handful of things I know.
0: And that's one for sure.
1: <laughs> that's definitely one.
0: I actually know about five things about Iceland because that was the country I had to do my sixth grade country report on because I picked I was picked last, second to last. Uh, and everybody, the person that got picked first, of course, picked Italy second-person pick France, what-have-you. Ireland, of course, was way up there. Then it just kept going down, down through all the countries, and I was second to last. I picked Iceland, and my friend Holly was last, and she got Malta. And we, (laughs) it was impossible to do reports on these countries because there was like, you know, one paragraph in the encyclopedia. And now, my country, that I—it's you know Reykjavik, the capital. Sure, um, <laughs> of course. The main what export else? is herring. I don't actually know that much, but
1: some kind of canned fish. It's just so
0: weird that I used to be the only one that
2: gave a shit about Iceland, and now it's the place. And now all of a sudden, I do. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> this one jumps on board. <laughs> the hell! I have wanted to go. I've been there on a layover, which was pretty fun, just knowing I was there. <laughs> but I'm hoping to go back and have more fun than a layover yeah
1: and hopefully bump into bjork (laughs) bjork
2: she runs her own spa there in a swan suit
0: (laughs) (laughs) everybody has to wear a bird suit of some kind (laughs) at their spa
1: (laughs) it's relaxing that that role was written for you right you didn't audition for that someone that loves you um, wrote that Yeah, my friend for
2: you. created the new series and he created this uh, role for me. And I thought I was just going out to do an episode. And then um, I really did a terrible job. And people <laughs> think that I um, am being, you know, humble and uh, hard on myself or whatever you want to say. Uh, but I'm. I have a hard time memorizing lines in Mm -hmm. general and to memorize Star Trek lines, it's, it's truly nearly impossible (laughs)
1: for me. It's a bunch of made up words, right? Yeah,
2: it's about, it's made up words about made up science, about made up outer space and so I can't even picture what I'm talking about. Yeah. Whereas in a movie or TV show, I can picture Good to see you. We'll meet up with you at dinner tonight. Like, all of that makes sense. Yeah, those are real words. Yeah. And I can picture the little story I'm saying. But with Star Trek, it's... um, It's all quirks. It is really (laughs) impossible. And I was in the middle of this scene, and I just... I was trying so hard. I was... uh, I was trying. I was trying. I I couldn't get it. And then I finally went, I'm sorry. What? are we doing (laughs) what am i talking about i don't know any of these words i've tried to learn them and i was just having this spiral (laughs) laughing so hard i wasn't like really having a spiral but i was truly like okay i can't pretend any longer that this isn't the most ridiculous thing. I, I can't, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm ruining your show. And um, there's it, just a bunch of straight-faced Vulcans People with pointy in, in ears. suits, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, just, at me. they're like, like <laughs> wait, oh, do you have to wear a bodysuit, basically? I, I'm just in, I'm in a like a tight space suit. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, like, a monster or anything. But you, an, but you do an have alien. to, like... See, I'm not even...
0: <laughs> it's not monster. <laughs> I'm not a monster.
1: <laughs> I knew uh, that coming into the car.
2: But uh, I... Uh, the director came out of Video Village, and, you know, where they are behind the scenes watching everything... <laughs> And she was so nice and she just said oh not a problem and pulled up an Apple box sat down and just started feeding me all of my lines really yeah and all of the cast if they hated me they didn't show it they were all <laughs> very kind and patient and I kept saying thank you I'm so sorry I'm I truly tried and I tried to learn my words and I <sighs> I'm so sorry and uh, so I wrote my friend Alex Kurtzman, I mean, he's, he's so gigantic. He's written Star Trek movies. He's written Mission Impossible movies. Wow. He's written, you know, everything gigantic. And I just wrote him and I said, um, I just did a terrible job on your show. <laughs> and I want you to know that the meeting that we had in your office in Santa Monica, where you said... We want to use you as much as you're available. I don't want you to feel like you need to stick to that, <laughs> just because you said that to me. And I really, really don't want to ruin your show, and I'm That's... so sorry. And he wrote me saying, um, he was telling me that the show essentially edits right there on the set. Oh! They they do a rough like line cut right there wow and um and he said i've seen the footage he goes it all uh cut together well and nobody would know you're being fed all your lines and uh and he said um and you're not getting out of this and um and he said and from here on out i'm going to make your dialogue even harder because it amuses me to know that you're struggling so hard. Oh, no, no. So, um now I'm stuck on Star Trek. Yes. Yeah.
1: At basically playing yourself, right? Yeah,
2: it's Tig in space. That's so Tig's in space. <laughs> in tight tight clothes. <laughs> in skin tight clothes. But That's so when funny. I say I'm stuck on Star Trek, I really love it and I feel lucky and thankful and it's 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 just when you can work with nice people, it's never a bad time. Well, and also if you can get your
0: mind around lines like this, mm-hmm. then you can do anything after that. If you can make the, you'd think the, the things, work. well, cause I did a show in England and I'd never had like a big part before. So uh-huh. this was like my first big thing and it was this ensemble and it had these unbelievable, British actors so it was the Hound from Game of Thrones okay. Rory McCann and this
1: woman Michelle Gomez all um, people that you wouldn't finger in a lineup
0: <laughs> they were they all went to like the Royal Shakespeare Academy for acting mm-hmm. um, this guy I, I mean everybody was an incredible actor yeah and this and, and by the way that's like Star
2: Trek they're they're all um, what is it Juilliard they're Broadway yes. people. yeah right they're all that and I'm like I'm going to be in this scene too. I know,
0: where like lines uh-huh. don't aren't an issue in any, <laughs> lines don't come into it at all. No. It's not even about that. No. And I had the same thing where the first rehearsal we had, the director, I was saying my line, she goes, I need to stop you, Karen, you're making that noise. And I go, what's this? Sorry. She goes, you're doing that American actress, exhale. So I would say a line because of course my character was like bitchy. And so I go like, that's not even, <sighs> and I was doing this exhale that i didn't know i was doing uh-huh. so then that's all i could think about and then when i would go to do the lines i couldn't memorize my lines because i w- all i was ever doing was going i shouldn't have this part i shouldn't i make noises i do american things yeah. and it was every <laughs> time every time we'd be on set it would be my turn and then i'd just be like oh, oh fuck sorry. it was so yeah. much <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously guess your
1: american patriotism takes over <laughs> It was fucking horrible. It was awful. I can't... Yeah, that brings me anxiety just hearing about it. It was...
0: It was... I love acting, but that part, the technical aspect of it is so much harder, I, th- I think, than so many people understand.
1: And it makes me think of when Martha, when Zach first asked Mar- Martha to be on Baskets, but <laughs> she said, I don't want to be the Jar Jar Banks of your show. <laughs> <laughs> she was so scared to ruin it. And it was the same thing. Just be Martha. Jar
2: Jar. Just oh. be
1: Martha in space. Yeah. Very proud of you, Tig.
2: I'm proud of you, Christopher. Oh, thank <laughs> you. And Karen. I was, thank you. You too, for that matter. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
1: spread support, it around. Supportive yeah. car ride.
2: I'm not ashamed of anyone in this
1: whole <laughs> car. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed to be seen right now.
2: Uh-uh. <laughs> Tay, can you think of one of your lines? Give us an example. Um. Well, yeah. The one um, that I really remember it. And it's not even that crazy, but it was one of the first things I had to memorize. And I was also talking to myself in my bedroom. And when Stephanie walked in, she was kind (laughs) of, you know, quietly coming in and out of the room doing things. And I was in there doing my Star Trek stuff. (laughs) And she started laughing so hard because I was like, what happens is my character, I'm an engineer, but I'm, I'm kind of... I'm really smart and I can, I'm doing medical stuff and trying to keep all these people alive. And I don't realize that the, the, um, the war has ended and I am stranded with all these, you know, creatures and people. And, and then the Star Trek, uh, actual stars of the show come upon me in this, um, moment. And, um, and I have, like, creatures plugged into things and, you know, he, just keeping everyone alive after the, the crash. And and so somebody tells me that the, um, the war is over, and I, I turn to one of the creatures who's plugged into a, a, a blood pump of some sort. Sure, a blood <laughs> pump, yeah. <laughs> and I say, hear that, Valentine? The war's over. We're going home. <laughs> and then I turn back to the cast, and I go... Valentine took a piece of shrapnel to the left aortic valve, had to, um... I can't remember. I can't remember.
1: (laughs) It rings a bell, though. I think I saw that clip. Yeah. Was it one of the first episodes?
2: Um, yeah. It was the first episode. I
1: think they used that in promo.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Because I watched a lot of it. I went down a
2: YouTube Are you a Star Trek fan? I mean...
1: More so than Star Wars, I think, even though I spent more time with, Spar- it was e- easier to have access to Star Wars, I think, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, because. Well,
2: uh, you know, it's funny, and I told you this. It was on
1: VHS in my collection. <laughs> Chris, uh-huh.
2: um, one of the episodes I did on Star Trek, there was a huge cocoon, and oh, that's... Chris had made a joke online, I think, or, yeah, or tweet. on stage, like, a How do you remember something? that? Well, I think your tweets went through Facebook because I'm not on Twitter, but the tweet, I think, went through your Facebook account and I saw it and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever read in my life. (laughs) Chris said that no matter what, I can't remember how you said it, but essentially no matter what, on any science fiction movie or TV show, there's always a cocoon. Yeah. (laughs) And that um, somebody always says, when they see it or come upon it, they always say, "Uh, no it looks like some sort of cocoon (laughs) (laughs) that made me laugh so hard and then here i was on star trek on a sci-fi show and day one there's a cocoon there (laughs) and i told everyone in the cast and they were laughing so hard does
1: that mean that somebody on the ship had to have come from the cocoon
2: somebody ended up in a cocoon and okay, when she course. clawed her way out Ew. and she's from juilliard yeah of course and sure. um and when she took she, a whole cocoon class i bet <laughs> yeah crawled out work. of that cocoon i was so impressed by her because i was <laughs> laughing that i was having to act with a cocoon and because um, there's a point where we rip the cocoon open and me and this guy anthony have to scream into the empty cocoon and yell, <laughs> no! And I kept kind of laughing because you know, I don't really identify as an actor, so to me I'm just like, why are we yelling into this empty cocoon? And he's over there you know, he's from the original cast of Rent, and he's yes. this real talent. It's a redheaded guy? It's blonde, it's white blonde. Little glasses? Anthony Rapp Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, he's this really great actor very Mm -hmm. very experienced talented man and he's really yelling no (laughs) and i'm you're supposed to do yeah of course that's what i was hired to do turns out we ripped he and i ripped this cocoon open And I'm trying desperately to not laugh because the camera's in the cocoon in my face. And so we rip it open. I'm like, okay, can we take that again? (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, And then so we finally got it out. And then there's another moment where she really does come out of the cocoon. You have to see the episode. But when she claws her way out of that disgusting cocoon, I told her, I was like, I didn't know what it looked like when somebody claws their way out of a cocoon. <laughs> and somehow she and did. And by god, I know that's what <laughs> that's it must look like. I was and she was like <sighs> like it, it was so good. It was so good. Mary <laughs> Wiseman and she's very funny. That so. makes me
0: think of Wait, does Mary Wiseman have red curly hair? Yes. She's on Baskets. Yes, she's one of the best people on. But she's one of my favorite characters on Baskets. Yes. she's so good.
2: Wow, then you might like Star Trek. I will absolutely. <laughs> All these people are on Star Trek. Do you know I'm who a Dump fan Joneses? of Joneses.
0: Almost everybody on Star Trek, but that makes me think of in at the JC taking, um, you know, in taking drama classes or theater classes. Uh-huh. And there was, I was in a movement for theater class, uh-huh. and <laughs> one day they were like, and now we everybody has to act like a praying mantis, and I was like, I. Won't do it, and I just left because uh-huh. that I feel like that's the difference between acting and doing stand up comedy. Is like yeah. I let I want to perform, yeah, but only on my own terms, right? And like I won't do anything that I find shaming or like that affects my pride in any way, which is all of acting, of I think. Stuff. It's a lot, yeah. it's a lot of cocoon based stuff. <laughs> sure. I know it was
2: interesting because when I had my own show um on amazon i didn't i was so disconnected from acting that when i was writing the scripts i forgot that i was gonna have to do that stuff (laughs) 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 And so i would get i you know in the moment it was all about writing the best show and the best scripts and then when I got on set, <laughs> you're like, "Who I was wrote like, this?" Oh is this my shit? god! <laughs> oh, I, I have to it. cry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't have experience. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Yeah.
1: Did you ever ask Stephanie? Because Stephanie is a trained, good actor. Yeah. Did, do you read lines with her, and does she help you with that?
2: I do. I mainly just need help learning the words yeah and then once I get those down I can kind of just pull something together I don't have range and usually whenever a director starts heading over to me I always say before you say anything (laughs) I have no range (laughs) (laughs) and this is the bad news There's no range here. There's no range here. But what what were you gonna ask me?
1: (laughs) It was it was range based. Uh, I'll go back to my chair.
0: (laughs) Wait, was there an ending to your anecdote where you were saying the thing about the aortic valve in the in the bedroom by yourself? Did Stephanie, when she found
2: you, were you like, I was mid aortic valve, (laughs) and she just was like, What are you talking about? And I was like, "This is my career. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this." And um, and so you know, whenever I get my new script, she always wants to hear. She wants me to run through my lines quickly just so she can have a little cackle knowing that I'm going to have to try and remember that. (laughs) I'm always blown away by the length when it's the technical stuff like that,
0: like playing a doctor or an engineer, Uh they do go into things where they're explaining. It's obviously like the way you get out the, um, what do you call it? Words? (laughs) The plot. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're the one that has to explain why the machine isn't going to go. Right. but it ha- it's this long, yeah, I mean that's
2: horrifying, yeah, that's my nightmare it's but I, am I really going to walk away from this and be like, no, I don't want to be on Star Trek no, right. it's so fun, and it's like how often do you get to be on an iconic series, you know, not very often maybe yeah. oh, there's people out there in the world that are like. Yes, I'm on another iconic series. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I and mean, then good for you. I'm Jean Smart, and I don't relate to what you're saying at all because I'm on every iconic series.
1: So funny yeah, to think you. that I just came from a Smucker's audition where I had to talk <laughs> about real strawberries to a child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what now? Can you give us an example of how that child was improving?
1: Well, they was supposed to just pretend to be playing a video game as I was listing off healthy things like legumes and and uh broccoli in the fridge and then I finally mentioned the uh the strawberries and he was pretending to play a video game but he was looking at me and then I (laughs) in my little moment of improv was keep your eye on the game and he wouldn't and then he started just talking about stuff and asking me questions this kid was so comfortable in the room he just was like i'm just gonna be myself <laughs> i was raised to be unshakably confident how I, old was he? i don't believe in this script oh, six <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he was a sweet little boy but he just didn't his mom brought him there he didn't even want to be there i don't think he's sure. been in the
2: business for five years
1: yeah he's he was the gerber baby <laughs> at one point and uh, he has yeah. an agent
2: and a manager
1: it's just so funny he's, that...
2: he's gone through several agents and managers <laughs> just firing them left and right
1: he went to Juilliard daycare <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 Juilliard Juilliard preschool.
1: He was a sweet little kid, and so I just ended up talking to him. And I was so I I was so late because of it, but I had to pretend like I was relaxed and a cool dad. Uh huh. I gotta shave this mustache, and then I'll quit going out for dads. But I think I'd be a good dad for just. Uh, I a,
2: like your mustache.
1: A, well, thank you. Can you grow a beard? I can't. Okay. No, oh. there's patches of baldness on the sides of my face.
2: Me too. not me i I have patches you can
0: grow a full beard i think i can and these days there's lots of white uh whisker situations where i'm just like this is they're they're a welcome surprise (laughs) this is a dream come true Uh, i've got to get back to england boink (laughs) you know how you pull a a whisker out of your chin and it actually it makes you stick to your stomach <laughs> because it was so or it large. It pulls you a little
2: bit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it pulls you forward toward Whoa. the mirror. Ow! Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> no.
0: No. <laughs> no, that's never happened to me. No.
1: Um, Unfamiliar. <laughs> I like this guy in the shorts. Check oh. The yeah, hey. that guy in the shorts is just guarding a porta potty.
0: Yeah, is Ma- maybe sir- his
1: pants, or are, are your pants in that porta potty? Excuse
0: me, excuse me. What are you doing in that porta potty?
1: I wish I had legs like him.
2: <laughs> Why?
1: I don't know. They were just muscular. Mine are uh, just literal walking sticks. Little to no muscle tone.
2: How's your hip?
1: Feels great. Really? Yeah. I think it's a hundred percent when it comes to things like climbing stairs or bicycling.
2: And what what sort of problems are you having?
1: Well, it's when it needs to be more technical, like uh, with skateboarding or if I were a soccer player, which I'm not, So, but I am skateboarding, so I don't know why I mentioned soccer. Uh, it's the sidekick and the little quick twitch muscle things, it's uh-huh. like my leg is possessed and I don't have full control over it like I used to.
2: But like, it, you're not 100%, obviously, you got the little twitch problems. Yes what where are you percentage wise
1: it depends on what i'm doing if i if i i bet at your worst at my best i could run and probably uh still run as fast as i could two years before surgery wow but if it came to like any technical finesse like foot movements where i know like with skateboarding you have to be able to kick a certain direction to make the board do a certain trick and my my legs forgot how to do that. My brain is sending the message, but it's like someone else is controlling my leg from a remote control, oh. hidden somewhere behind now, a bush.
0: Do you think could this be a message from God saying stop skateboarding? Uh, maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe. And it's it is. I, there's been plenty of messages from the Lord, right, telling me
0: he's got a lot to say to you.
1: Yes, about he, your whole body. He's always talking to me about my torso, mostly. <laughs> there's always a message from god let's
0: focus right here yeah this is god again
1: why do your tits jiggle when you drive (laughs) leave me alone god i love that joke (laughs) (laughs) you drive but uh no it's um i i'm gonna (laughs) ignore (laughs) god on this one i want a skateboard it's a mistake it's what i've always wanted to do and i know other people that do it and they're older than me
0: I didn't mean to make you defensive. I.
1: It's okay. I'm I sorry. I'm raising my voice.
0: Stop hitting me. <laughs> Stop hitting me. Stop hitting me. How how did you two meet?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it's working we, out?
0: We've been
2: married
1: for over
0: eighteen years. I think it was through Greg Barrett. Yes. At a party at my house, right? I
1: yes, and then I also worked with your ex husband. Oh yes, that's pin. right. He was a camera guy at Fuel.
0: Right. And I kind of knew Chris through stand-up. Uh-huh. And then...
1: Yeah, when I first moved here and stayed on Howard Kramer's couch and didn't bring anything except for a pair of underwear and a skateboard, he... <laughs> I, and I just thought he would drive me around. Like, I came to Los Angeles not realizing what a huge city it was and what a burden I was going to be. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just staying for a week on your couch, and I assume you'll take me to all the shows. <laughs> but we did some show in a laundromat, and that's where I first met you. Oh,
2: right. right. How did I meet you, Karen, I wonder? Huh. Was it, like, at a Largo show? I don't know. That's, I mean, I, I'm I, trying I to remember now. Know. Um. Oh, I know. We were at Bumbershoot. <gasps> really? Yeah. We were in the lobby of the hotel where we were staying is that where we took our prom picture I don't remember our prom picture remember when we took a
0: picture in front of the fireplace yeah that was it yeah it was the fireplace in the lobby that's how much fun we were having because we had just met at that festival and at one point we took a prom picture in front of the fireplace we fell in love yes we were truly in love yeah prom style
1: i fell in love Chris with- and i fell in love yeah too. well i was just gonna say you beat me to the pun that's how i know it's true <laughs> we fell in love in boise idaho yeah
2: <laughs> i felt with karen i fell in love in seattle that's
0: right wow. this is- i feel like this is how it is for all comics this is why comics like are best friends uh, and then they'll you don't be like fall in love with all comics no no
1: not all <laughs> definitely not yeah. like um
0: oh wait is this right yeah and then
1: you make a
2: Wonderful. eventually it'll all be right okay cool <laughs> I get home cool cool
0: So uh, comics fall in love. Yeah. And then I think it's like, it's it's that thing where, uh, you know, for me, it's like I spent my life being the weird one that had weird ideas and said weird things. Yeah. And all of a sudden meeting people that did the exact same thing and better was like, I need, don't leave me. I need, I've been alone for so long. It's (laughs) always that feeling.
1: Yeah. I've always been in a constant search for people that said, you're funny, not you're weird. Yes. When I was a kid, I, I would try so hard to make people laugh and they would laugh and then they'd say you're, weird. you're so weird yeah and I'm like don't you realize that's a that's
2: conversation a stopper insult yes. it's such an
1: insult but also
0: it's like that person is saying I'm stupid to me I always interpret that as like don't bother with me I don't get it because it's just like if you don't if you're not loving this yeah. you've got to be out of your mind
1: then you will then you'll you won't love me at my best <laughs>
2: It is it is a bizarre thing because I, I'm I'm sure you've probably gathered I'm I'm a gay person. Oh yeah. And um but before I I when I realized that about myself, it was like, oh, well that there you go. That <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um but wasn't quite as oh as when I Join the comedy world. Yeah, that was more where I was like, oh, okay, all right, and um, like your tribe, that feeling. Yeah, I mean, not to say gay people aren't my tribe, but it was I, I, I was for sure more in the comedy clubs more than I was in the gay clubs. Well, I feel like the the gay thing is like a l- much
0: larger. Sect, and then the comedy group is just a subset.
2: Yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and then you find your gay people in there, and you find your your Chris Fairbanks <laughs> mustaches running around, and, and you find your your prom date. Your prom date's in front of the, fair, the fireplace. By the fireplace.
1: Yeah, we did. We knew each other two days before we decided we were going to gonna live in. live together. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Surely like,
2: this has to happen. I was getting this house in Venice and um and Chris was going through a breakup. Yep. And it was a one bedroom house, but there was this extra room that had a
1: door that I love that shut. room. Thank you for letting me have that room. Sure. I had my own little French doors where I could just let in cats and chipmunks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Um but yeah, I was like, Oh, you broke up? Well, because we had been laughing till we were crying the whole time we were together, and then I was like, "Why don't you just move in with me? I just got a house I, I was yeah. trying
1: to get an invite to live with you when I squatted over that dog poo that was on the sidewalk and <laughs> pretended it came out of me, because we I knew you'd like it
2: after the show. And he was like, "Well, wait up!" And I turned around and uh, he was squatting over fresh dog poop, and I was like, "All right, that's it. You got to move in." <laughs>
1: and we moved into this tiny house and put a flower in a vase and just stared at it in the corner of the room we're home remember we just this is all we need right here is this vase, and this flower and this porch swing
0: i have told this story that story i've told on this podcast several times tig is remember there was the one year at sarah's roof party and which is an uncomfortable party because everyone's freaking out that famous people are there, and including every- the famous people. And
1: everyone just had an edible.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. and um, So I went, but I did not want to go and I didn't want to be in... I didn't want to subject myself to the pain I knew was coming. Okay. And instead, I found the two of you and we stood next to the Edge of the roof, and pretended all different ways that we were going to conversationally jump off the roof in <laughs> front of each other. So it was like how we were leaving the conversation mid-story to then turn and and commit suicide. Well,
1: <laughs> and it, gotta get out of here. We did,
2: it for, we did it for like a half an hour. I don't even remember that it was, this time. It's one of my favorites. Do it was you, the three of us. Yeah.
1: Do you remember that? It's and a- do
2: you do pot drugs? <laughs> uh, I, oh, yeah. Oh.
1: And I didn't at the time, but I remembered the peer pressure of some nice truffles being presented <laughs> in a plate and Jimmy Kimmel being like, yeah, just be sure to eat half of that. Of course, I'm going to eat half of it. And then I look around this party and everyone's face is sweaty and they're rubbing their face and no one can talk. Yeah. Like, everyone was so high because the, the potency of these edibles. Yeah. And it just, you realize everyone's just human once they're high. That's they're right. They're all uncomfortable. Everybody's just very uncomfortable. Gary unhappy. Shandling Deep rubbing down. his face.
2: Well, it's <laughs> funny because I had gone to some sort of event and um, I came home and Stephanie asked how it went. And I said, it was good. I said, you know, I had a couple of drinks and... Um, you don't
1: drink very much. You never did.
2: No. But I had never, and I promise you... <laughs> I had, it had never dawned on me that people drink to feel comfortable Mm. at a party. And I told Stephanie, like, it was this, this secret (laughs) I had figured out. I said, I'd had a couple of drinks and I could deal with the small talk and I could, (laughs) I I mean, it was like I was in the middle of small talk. And, uh, and just
1: describing liquid courage to her.
2: And she, um, She said, you didn't, and and she's 15 years younger than (laughs) I am. She's like, you didn't know that that's what people do? It's
0: almost the only reason people do it.
2: I never put that together. (laughs) I never put that together. And so there's certain places where I'll show up and I'm like, all right, I'm going to have two drinks and I'm going to start asking people, (laughs) where are you from? Was it raining earlier? It's the reason that it's
0: so hard for me now to go to parties. Like I get invited places I want to go so bad and because I don't drink anymore, um, I, c- I just sit there going, I can't do this cold. I can't walk into this place and stand around with that feeling. This Even though I know it, people and that I have friends and all, it doesn't matter. It's like, I think I was such a drunk for so long. It was always just like slipping into the pool. It was so easy.
1: And I know. I just remember being, there's that scene from Dumb and Dumber where, uh, Jim Carrey is pretend he's fantasizing about what a hit he'll be at the party and he's lighting his farts and everyone's laughing and all he's doing is lighting farts and crossing his eyes and at Sarah's party I looked over at Tig and she's just surrounded by John Hamm and all these beautiful people laughing at and she was dancing and farting and throwing her arms in the air and everyone was laughing maybe that's not
2: that was exactly what I was, <laughs> it was dancing ins- and farting a-
1: <laughs> you were you were making everyone part.
2: was like come on <laughs> i've never seen <laughs> her <laughs> around I'm- look at her well i probably had a couple of drinks right started asking some small questions
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned into the fart dance um uh
2: I'm like,
1: man takes a hit at this party i'm gonna keep sitting in the corner uncomfortable <laughs>
2: you know what i am i i, I can say about myself I am and then say something about me. <laughs> yeah, I'm third. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good to invite to a wedding. Oh, I will get out and dance, my sweaty face off all night. And I'm not somebody that goes out dancing. But if you're getting married, you'll I'm, do it. I'm here to dance. Yes. I'm here to have a great time and I'm going to celebrate you. Yeah. Um will you talk to some old great aunts and stuff? No. Uh-oh. That's my cutoff. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm so mad Don't that I, I that I didn't go to your wedding, Tig. I think about it all the time that I should have been there.
2: It, it was a fun time. I
1: wish I was there. You had you, a, jo-
2: a job in Colorado. Yeah, I
1: had to be in Denver. I had to do comedy. And, ha- and after each show, I was thinking about how I should have been at your wedding. And I regret not going. But...
2: And this is the point where I say, Karen, I'm sorry I didn't invite you to my wedding. (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't have gone. (laughs) I couldn't have gone. It was
1: a destination wedding.
2: (laughs) What would you have thought if I sent you an invitation to my wedding? Would you have been like... I would have been very touched, okay, because
0: because we it's not how it is with us. Yeah, because we just so went have been to like, prom. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I'm actually jealous and angry. We text every now and then. We do, Maybe and we're good once at it. A year, I think yeah. we should do it more because yeah. texting is a, a great kind of relationship continuer where you don't have to do bullshit like eat dinner together, right. but you can still be like, because I. When, when we were on our way and I'm like, the timing of this is getting weird. So I wanted to text Tig and I was going to text, which was hilariously a second
2: after Chris texted me saying that he's going to be at the audition another 30 minutes. And then my phone shit And then I said, I'm not going to be able to do this. And then he texted and you were like, well, we're on our way to get you. (laughs) And I was like,
1: well, there's no way out of this. Thank
0: God. But I, well, I was, I didn't realize that exchange had happened. And I just was like, I just need her to know someone's, I've been the person that's standing outside going, well, I'm not sure what's gonna happen now. So just like, we're on, we're on the way.
1: It's clearly why we don't usually. Is there a turn? Okay, great. We don't usually do the airport pickups anymore because it's just so congested. It's all lift and Uber cars. It's so, we, it's just a mission. Well, then I
2: really appreciate you coming again. Oh, (laughs) I am,
1: that's all I'm wanting. In the episode that we lost, Mm -hmm. you talked about at your wedding, the people stopped traffic so you could run across the street.
2: Yeah. We uh, got married in my hometown in Mississippi on the beach.
1: Past Christian.
2: Past Christiane. And then um, the uh, local police shut down the, the street for our um, family and friends to cross over to go to my cousin's house to celebrate. And, uh, and you could see cars lined up.
1: And you thought they'd be upset. Because you're blocking traffic, basically.
2: Yeah, but, um, everybody was cheering us on and we were walking over to, all, all of our friends were like, gosh, what, what, uh, is a, a, um, a gay wedding in small town Mississippi going right. to be like? Right, yeah. And it was so beautiful. A valid concern. Yeah, but people were coming out of their houses. It was 350 people were at our wedding and they were coming out of their houses cheering. Um, and, uh. And then I uh, I turned to Stephanie and I said, They probably think I'm a man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, young
2: Tom Cruise got there, hitched down. Now again. there's something to cheer for. <laughs> a man and a woman <laughs> that's something in this I, day and age. That's but they something was I can so get. So touching. They were really coming out of their homes, going, This is so wonderful. <laughs> Congratulations. And
1: just wearing uh, their beautiful. overalls.
2: Stephanie just sent a text, what is your ETA now? Just curious if I should take them upstairs and start getting ready for bed.
1: Pajama time. Um what are you gonna say?
2: I'm gonna <laughs> say who does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wow, what are we we are doing? You I like this aggressive side of you.
2: Right? Can. I mean, just look. No one has time. None of us have time. <laughs> no, None you have family us. waiting for you. I have family waiting for me.
1: Steven, Steven's
2: trying to start a family right now and he can't because he's in <laughs> right his this goddamn car, yeah. <laughs> when does this episode come out? Monday. Wow. Yeah, So yeah.
1: quick turnaround.
2: So people will, um, hopefully watch, um, Under a Rock with Tig how do you,
1: that, I will. How do you watch it again?
2: You can watch it on Funny or Die or mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime.
1: I like your interview style. I've seen you interview before. Didn't you have another interview thing where I've you were, had
2: many? Yeah.
1: Where you were like interviewing Zach at a piano or something. What was that? Oh
2: yeah, that was. You um, have a long
1: history of interviewing. Yeah,
2: and then I have a talk show every month at Largo called "Tell Me Everything," and we really get into nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to do it, please.
1: I want to watch it.
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's like an hour, hour and a half chit chat, and that's just very different from under a rock because you know who you're talking to yeah <laughs> i can recognize
0: the person
1: <laughs> i've seen pictures of you you know one
0: of my favorite memories to date is is when we were at the benson ball that year and your brother came and his dance team performed oh, do you remember yes. that for
2: the before the last now like, i have finale? two brothers one does not have a dance team okay at all it's not a family-wide thing Renault
1: does not have a reno reno
2: yeah wow. i say
1: rena i add a french accent to it <laughs> i hope he doesn't mind
2: no i just realized
1: i've said it wrong to his face <laughs> um i think my brother's in love with chris mm. i feel i get the i i feel uh love from him yeah and it's mutual i think he's the best
2: but yeah i have another brother that uh is a break dancer And, uh, I remember what you said to me. It made me laugh so hard, Karen. We were watching my brother and his dance crew Mm -hmm. break dance their faces off. Yep. And, um, and I had just met my brother for the first time. Right. Um, a few months before. And, um, and I had, he lives in the DC area and I invited him to bring his dance crew and open for me. <laughs> and um, and then I said, when I was on stage, I said, you know, when you're 40-whatever years old and you meet your brother for the first time and and then you find out he's a break dancer.
1: You know, that normal situation. You know?
2: <laughs> and then you find out he's really good. Well, I said something like the. Tonight, the first time you're meeting him is the second time I've ever oh, met him so, in my life. I
1: haven't met him then. No. I didn't see the break dancing. This it was must amazing. have been in a different It was, so it was
2: amazing. And we were standing backstage crying. Yes. Yeah. And Karen turned to me and she goes, I feel like I'm watching one of those movies where the dance crew is trying to get to the stand up show by the end of the movie, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> And, um, it was, con- it was so confusing, but everybody was like crying. It and was because it was the best and they were great. They were so good. And it was just emotional in that I had just met my brother and, um, and there was a feeling I think when you were introducing
0: it, which is the <laughs> the funny part where it kind of, no one was sure how it was going to go. It truly could have been like your brother oh, and yeah. his four loser friends yeah. that have been practicing in the garage. <laughs> like, I think there was the extra tension yeah. of this could be bad and we have to clap no matter what. It's, I had not seen them dance. Yeah. No, I was, I was just like,
2: it <laughs> was right. a total
0: X factor. Yeah. And then boom, it was like, they were like spinning each other oh, on their heads. It was <laughs> <and> beyond, <laughs> it was beyond, it was the best.
1: There's nothing cooler than break dancing. I, I, well, Love it so at much. our
2: wedding, Stephanie and I didn't want to do the whole first dance thing. And so we had my brother um, dance with um, Stephanie's friend, Angela Trimber. Uh, yeah, they're a, both incredible yeah, dancers. Yeah, she's a really good dancer. And so they didn't plan anything. They just happened to be, you know, she represented Stephanie's world and my brother represented my world. <laughs> and then they both just danced together. And that was our first dance. And that's what got everyone going. And it was really fun. It's so good. We're rolling up to my, uh, house. Ooh.
1: Thank you so much for being late for us. Tig, hey, this was great. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: I was in such a panic, and then you were all in the car picking me up, and it felt great.
2: <laughs> Chris, I brought this to you from my airplane. Oh, oh thank you. How nice. beautiful. It's a mini
1: grooming kit. <laughs> right. It's so lovely. Thank you. In a bulletproof container.
0: Um. Right. So thank wa- you. So watch Under a Rock with Tig Notara and...
1: Star Trek.
2: And Star Trek. The it's Trek.
1: Star Trek. I always <laughs> say Trek.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're not. Trekking through space.
1: Oh, yes, yes. You're not tracking
2: No. anything. Um, yeah. Um, and Swing by Largo. I'm always there. Yeah. Once or twice a month.
1: It's a great place to see comedy. It's the best place in Los Angeles for comedy, in my opinion.
2: It was a joy to see you. Nice to meet you, sir. Thank you, Thank you so much. Goodbye, Thank Christopher.
1: Thank you so much, Tig. It's good um, to see you.
2: This has been Do You Need a Ride?
1: D-Y-N.
0: A-R! are you leaving are you on your way back home either way we want to be there doesn't matter how much baggage you claim give us a time and date terminal and gate we want to send you off in style we want to
1: Bye. Uh, with Karen and Cress.